Hey, welcome to our brand new series. Just want to shout out everybody joining us on our online campus. Summer is over. Fall is here. Back to school blessing happening for all of our kids and our in-person services this weekend. It's go time. Let's roll. I hope you're excited. Uh, This series I've been looking forward to for a long time, just leading up to it as we're calling it Unshakable uh, Purpose. And and really, we have this theme that we're just embracing this whole fall all the way through Christmas about Unshakable. And and this first four weeks of this series uh, that we're calling Unshakable Purpose, uh, we're we're just going to be looking at really what defines us as a church family. And, And I just, right as we start, Uh, I just want to invite you back next week to join us because we are going to be celebrating our 46th anniversary as a church. 46 years of God's goodness, just absolutely miraculous. And for everybody joining us in person, 6th grade and up, we've got these mugs. They're almost like soup mugs, certainly coffee mugs, uh, valley-specific. See right there, established in 1975. We have a limited number of these, so it's just for those that will be in attendance, in person, 6th grade and up, any one of our three services next weekend as we celebrate uh, God's faithfulness and the fruit of 46 years of ministry that is Valley Christian Church. Now, that being said, also... uh, a lot of people have been asking me lately, it seems like just more and more and more, maybe it's because uh, our, our daughters got married and another one's engaged and they're out of college and everything. It seems like a, just a lot of folks, almost epidemic, have been asking, you know, are you going anywhere? Are, are, you, are you still going to be here and all? And uh, next week I have a pretty major announcement as we celebrate uh, our 46th anniversary of the church about Susie and I. Uh, I, I don't know that, that I've had... I've had an announcement this this huge in 31 years of being here, uh, and, and so it's just going to be just kind of answering that question uh, about what's going on with Susie and I in, in the future uh, and our involvement here at Valley Christian Church. So uh, that's going to be for next week, though, and so I just want you to join in uh, as we look at next week about unshakable passion because that's really what has made Valley Christian Church who we are today and uh, just have been honored to be a pastor for 31 years here and uh, we're, we're really, really excited uh, to just celebrate God's goodness. So that's next week. But today I want to talk about unshakable vision and maybe it's the, the football coach, you know, the coach in me. So many times it's easy that we can get away from why we do what we do. The why is more important in many ways than the what or the how we do what we do. And and so I want to start off this series as we're talking about unshakable purpose by looking at unshakable vision. Now we've had different ways we've expressed this vision over the years, but but it really hasn't changed the why behind what it is that we do. And, And so you probably hear us talking about this regularity here at Valley, even if you're relatively new. And vision is so absolutely critical. It's critical for your life. Personally, it's critical for a church. And a lot of churches lose sight of their vision. And before you know it, they begin to decline and really diminish. And some even end up closing as a result of it. So it's so important to look at our vision and remember what our vision is. Proverbs 29, 18, and this is on our Valley website in the sermon notes. You can follow right along with me. Open that up. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. And could I put it this way? Not only individuals perish, but churches perish because there's no vision. Organizations 
perish because there's no vision. Nations perish because there's no vision. In fact, uh, in the NIV translation, it puts it this way. Where there is no revelation, people cast off all restraint. There's no self-control. There's no focus. There's no determination. And, and so it's just anything goes. Anything goes. So this happens corporately. This happens individually. And this also happens in a church. So that's why it's so important. And, and the way that we express really our values, and they're on the wall in our cafe uh, as you walk in, uh, real succinctly put. But, but basically, what, what our real drive, our real focus, our real vision is, Valley Christian Church, is we want to help people grow in their relationship with God, first and foremost. And, and then we want to help them settle the issues of their past. And, and then we want to help them to find out what your life is really all about. And, and then the fourth aspect or facet of our vision is we want to help everyone in the Valley family to do something with your life that makes an eternal difference. That's what we're all about. Everything we do can really be boiled down into one of those four areas right there. And, and so, you know, a, a lot of times we, we most succinctly, we put it this way, we want to help people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And, and I want to kind of add a little bit to that as we're reviewing the vision of our church in this Vision Sunday, unshakable vision, because it's been an unshakable vision that's gotten us 46 years of history. And, and this time I want to kind of connect it to some pictures, because I'm a, kind of a visual learner. So, so each one of those core values of our vision, aspects, elements of our vision, facet of our vision. I want to connect it to uh, really uh, a picture. And so the first one is know God. And, and when it comes to know God, think about a butterfly. Think about a butterfly. You know how a butterfly goes from a caterpillar and, and it's, it's one being and then it goes into that cocoon and it comes out and it's a whole nother being. That's what happens when we really know God. Jesus called it, we're born again. We're, we're a new being. And, and that's what Sunday mornings are so much about. So much of what we do is just to help people to know God better. Especially on Sunday morning. That's kind of like the whole focus of our Sunday mornings. And, and that's a, becoming a new being. In fact, the Bible puts it this way. Uh, well, before we get there, is, is this whole idea of, of a caterpillar into a butterfly is the Greek word metamorphosis, and we actually use that. We, that's the word we use in English as well. It's a Greek word metamorphosis, and it means the change of the form of the nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. And, and when we know God, when we come into a relationship with God, after receiving his son Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we become a whole new being. That, that's what the Bible calls we're born again. And in fact, I love how 2 Corinthians 5, 17 puts it this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, when we've received Christ as our Savior, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And it's just like that picture. Let's go back again if we could. That picture of the, the butterfly. It's the caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. What a great visual that is when we know God and we can just know him. There's no way that any one of us ever, I haven't ever come to the point where I know everything there is about God to know. And, and that's why it's so important for me to be a part of a local church. That's why it's so important for all of us to be planted in the house of God. Like 
Pastor Randy did such a great job talking about home ownership last week in the finale of our summer mixtape series. And so it's inexhaustible to know God. And that's one of our primary focuses of our vision is to help people know God. And one of the things we love the most is to hear the stories that that people tell about when they came to Valley Christian Church and the difference God has made since coming to the Valley family. And, uh, you you know, we, we actually call that sharing the win. Every time we have a staff meeting each week, our whole staff comes together, and we start off by sharing the win of life transformation, of real metamorphosis that's taken place in people's lives, and, and, and just steps of spiritual growth that we observe that they've been taking. In fact, we love to hear your story, and, and we've actually created a page on our website where you can share your story with us. All the details are there. My Valley story right there, and there's the address, and there's a link right in your notes on our website. You can click and take it to the page, and it just gives you all the, explains how to do it. Really simple as anything, just hold open your phone, click, and, and then how to get it to us in such a way. And we want to continue to bank those and post those and share some of those on Sundays even because there's something about inspiring when you hear what God's done in someone else's life since coming to the Valley family. It, it just inspires you to just go deeper in your knowledge of God and in your relationship with God as well. And we've had several, I think it's almost uh, 70 people just since the beginning of the year uh, that have received Jesus Christ as their Savior for the first time. And maybe you're one of those 70, uh, 70 plus. And, you know, next step for you in terms of your knowledge of God and growing in your relationship with God, the Bible would call it would be water baptism. And in fact, we have a water baptism uh, that's going to be coming up uh, just shortly. But before we talk about that, let me just share with you a verse that talks about the importance of water baptism. First Peter chapter 3, verse 21, it says, In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Christ. Not because our bodies are washed clean. So there you have even the whole picture there is that it's, our body, it's going into the water. Full immersion, not sprinkling. The Bible teaches full immersion in water. That's what baptism is. And it's a decision that every believer makes for themselves. Not their parents, not their grandparents. Make it for them when they're a baby. But it's a decision just as Jesus decided when he was 30 years old. He made that choice to be baptized. It's a decision individually we need to make. It says not because our bodies are washed clean by the water but because in being baptized we are turning to God and asking him to cleanse our hearts from sin and no one can do that for you your mom and dad can't do that for you a sponsor can't do that for you your grandparents can't do that every one of us has to do that individually make that decision on our own God cleanse me from my sin I'm following Jesus's commandment and example to be baptized. In fact, the word baptize itself in the Greek means to immerse, to completely dunk underwater, to submerge. That's what the word baptize means. And if you haven't been baptized yet, I encourage you to really think about that, really pray about that. And we have a water baptism service coming up on October the 3rd, and you can sign up for that right now on our events page. There's a short class on that day, and then we're going to have a big old celebration. We already baptized 40 this year already, but we want to give another opportunity. We don't want to put it off any longer. Those that have received Christ as your Savior made that decision. This is the next step in growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ and your knowledge with God. Let other people know 
about your commitment to follow Jesus Christ through following his example in water baptism on October the 3rd. And I invite the whole church family out to just celebrate that. So the, the, the first part, aspect of a vision of our church that, that we have is to know God. And again, Sundays is when that really, that majorly takes place. The second aspect or facet of our vision is to find freedom. And, and when we talk about that, we have a table. The significance of a table. Because it's, it's really hard to grow in freedom. We want to help people to find freedom from their past. You know, all of us kind of still have, could I put it this way, that caterpillar. <laughs> that caterpillar past, even though we're butterflies. And, and to just put the caterpillar to rest once, once and for all. And, and where you find that is not so much on a Sunday morning, but where you find that really is in relationship with other Christians that have the same values the same passion for following Jesus Christ. And so that table is a place where relationships are formed and relationships are strengthened. That's what our valley groups are all about. That's where people find freedom in our valley small groups. In fact, next week, September the 19th, we're going to be launching as our sign-ups begin. We're going to open sign-ups for so many new valley groups. And I encourage you to join a part of that. That might be the next step for you in your spiritual journey is to get involved with one of our valley groups. We have groups of every type, for every interest, for every need. And you'll discover how really a big church, and I'm going to be talking about the big part of our church next week, uh, as had God has blessed us over the years. And it really is a lot bigger, I think, than most of us realize. But, but we're a big church with a small church feel. And that's because of our groups. That's because people find freedom and build lifelong friendships in valley groups. The Bible puts it this way in James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. If we, if we sin, we need to confess our sins to, Jesus, to, to God for forgiveness, but if we want to be healed of those, could I put it, uh, caterpillar days, we've got to open up to some folks. And, and there's something powerful when you begin to develop relationships with people that are just as passionate about following Jesus Christ as you are. Sometimes it's not even like on a Bible study. Sometimes it's just a, a hobby, a, a, a hobby that you have in common. And, and yet they have the same values as you as, as a follower of Christ. And God begins to heal us through relationships. He's healed my heart for so many things through relationships that have been formed right here in this church. When, when, even before I was a pastor, and as a young pastor, and now as a not-so-young pastor, but not yet old pastor. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And so we're so excited uh, about what God is doing and just healing uh, people's hearts in small groups. That's the backbone of Valley Christian Church. We don't have small groups here at Valley. We're a church of small groups. So many that, that you know, as soon as we open it up, they're actually closed because they're just groups that have been meeting for years and years and years, and they're filled to capacity. But we have some groups that just like have an unlimited capacity as well, men's, women's, and as I said, hobby, whatever the need is. I believe you'll find something for you, and that all launches September 19th for our fall semester. Because Jesus heals our hurts around tables, in circles. Not looking at the back of somebody's head on a Sunday morning so much, but, but seated in circles around tables where we open our hearts up 
and we open up our lives to other people. Our third facet of our vision is discovering your purpose. And, and for that, it's a ladder because we discover our purpose step by step by step. Discover a purpose. We're passionate about you fulfilling your purpose, the purpose that God created you for. Jesus has a unique purpose for you. It's one of the things I love as you read through the Gospels is how people came to Jesus and, and they discovered their purpose. You know, fishermen discovered their purpose. Tax collectors discovered their real purpose. Even like Paul, a persecutor of the church, he discovered his real purpose. And that doesn't mean becoming a pastor necessarily, but, but it's like we don't know what our real purpose is until you discover the one who created you. You were made on purpose for a purpose, and you only discover that connected in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're passionate about helping you discover your purpose. I, I love how Mark Twain, <laughs> great American author, put it this way, uh, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. That, that's, we're, we're so passionate about that. It doesn't really serve us. It's to serve you, to help you discover your purpose. Why were you born? Your design reveals your destiny. Your design reveals your destiny. There you go. We got it on the screen now. Your design reveals your destiny. And so we want to help you to discover your design. Where does that happen? Well, it really happens in, in growth track that we have here at Valley Christian Church. First three weeks of the month. And we put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy into that to help you discover your personal specific design that God created you for. And then it helps you to discover your destiny. How God made you points to what he made you for. There's so much hopelessness in our world today. That's why I think it's so important that we remember what our vision is, why we're here, and helping people to discover that purpose. In Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14 and 16, David wrote it this way, and, and, and this is what I, in my heart as a pastor and our staff's heart here at Valley Christian Church, we want you to be able to say these words with the same exact conviction and confidence that David wrote. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. See, when you understand what your purpose is, when you understand why you're on the planet, as I like to say, there are no accidental children. There may be accidental parents, whoop, but there is no such thing as an accidental child. God is the giver of life no matter what the circumstance or situation is. When you understand what your purpose is, why God created you, what your destiny is, what makes you unique? You know what? You can go through tough times. You can go through storms. You can go through pandemics. And still, you don't lose hope. Because you know you were made on purpose, for a purpose, and your focus is on that purpose. We want to help you fulfill your purpose here at Valley Christian Church. It's a major passion of our vision. 
And when we can, when we do understand our vision, that then really, we can really say like the Apostle Paul did in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given to me. You can understand, you can, you can begin to unpack what your purpose is through growth track. That's why we do that the first three Sundays every single month to help you discover why did God create you and what did he create you for. When we have that focus on our purpose, then we can, we can really say in 2 Corinthians 4, we do not lose heart. See, when you know what your purpose is and your, you, your focus on your purpose, why God created you, you, you don't lose hope. Difficult times are going to come. Challenging times are going to come. Pandemics are going to come. But you never lose hope when you understand what your purpose is. God created you on purpose for a purpose. We do not lose hope. Though outwardly we're wasting away, though, though outwardly things are changing and we're not getting younger and our appearance may be changing physically, there may be some challenges that we face, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. When you understand your purpose, you can reframe your pain and understand that God's working even in the middle of difficulty. And it goes on and it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on, on the bad news, the nightly news, not on all the bad news everybody wants to share with us all the time. That's not what your purpose is. That's not what your focus is supposed to be on. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we want to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose. You know, when I talk about purpose, I think about, there's so many examples of this, but I think about my friend, Aaron Johnson. I like to call him Aaron the Mayor Johnson. Aaron and I have been friends for about a quarter of a century, that's all. And, uh, you know, we, we raised our kids together and, and shared a lot of life together. And, and, and there was a time, because he was such a good friend of mine, that, that he was my pastor's usher. And, uh, and he really enjoyed doing that, you know, because I need some help and things like that on Sundays. And, uh, but, but I realized, you know what, I wasn't allowing him to really fulfill his purpose. And, and then I said, Aaron, I, I'm going to ask someone else to be my usher because I want you to be at the front door. I want you to just be welcoming people in the parking lot with that million-dollar smile that you have. And, and, and I dare say, anyone who's ever come to our church, they, they know Aaron Johnson. He's the mayor. And, and uh, he's fulfilling his purpose. I mean, God's just given him such a warm, cheerful disposition of just greeting people like that. Do you know statistics say, think about this for just a minute, statistics say that, that a first-time guest decides within three minutes if they're going to return to a church. Three minutes. That, that's before they hear any worship. That's before the, they get a cup of coffee. That, that's before they hear the uh, preaching. It's all about the environment that's been created. And that's why I said, Aaron, I want to put you in a place so you can really function by design the purpose that you were created for. And so he's out there in that parking lot just welcoming people in the front door and just walking around. And he's the mayor. And man, you know him. Everybody knows Aaron Johnson. They may not remember my name. They'll know Aaron. No, no doubt about it. If they only visited one time, they'll know Aaron Johnson. 
That, that's what we're talking about is just fulfilling that purpose. And listen, just that smile, just that greeting, and we have so many people on our host team that greet people coming in and everything like that. You know what? You're ministering to people from the moment they get out of their car. That's, that's serious ministry that's going on right there. That's a big part of really who we are as a church family. So we want to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and then the fourth one is this, the final one, make a difference, and that is joining hands. Making a difference is really joining hands together. In John chapter 15, verse 8 and 11, Jesus put it this way, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Jesus is looking for much fruit. We're going to talk about the much fruit next, next week as we celebrate 46 years of much fruit. That's what Jesus has. Not little fruit, not tiny fruit, not a smidge of fruit. Much fruit is what God's after. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. What gives you and I great joy? Not a tiny bit of fruit, not a teeny bit of fruit, not a smidge of fruit, not a sapling. Much fruit is what gives us joy, and it makes Jesus' joy complete. It's so important that we understand this, you know, because the, the reality is, by myself, I might be able to do some stuff, but it's completely different that when we make a difference by joining a team. Give you an example of this. When I was nine years old, uh, I actually won a competition. Maybe some of you kind of like my age heard of this. Uh, it was sponsored by Tom McCann and Major League Baseball called Pitch, Hit, and Run. Pitch, Hit, and Run. I was nine years old. I was actually the local runner-up. I didn't win. Uh, I was the local runner-up uh, because I was horrible at pitching. They told my dad if I had just gotten one of the balls in the strike zone, I would have been the winner and gone on to the, the state competition, but I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, you, you know, with a beach ball. I mean, it just not, not my thing. But pitch, hit, and run. You throw the ball up in the air, and you hit it yourself. You get three chances at that. They'd measure the distance. And then you'd stand on the pitcher's mound by yourself again, and there was a net for the strike zone, and you got three chances to throw it into the net, and I missed every one. And then they would time you running from home to first, first base three times, and they'd take the, the quickest time. And, and so if I'd just gotten one of those balls in the net, I would have won. But instead, I got this really nice plaque, and it's downstairs in our basement somewhere, you know, and I probably need to find it and shine it up because it hung on my wall when I was a little boy. Nine years old, from pitch, hit, and run, local runner-up, right there at Stitzel Field in Poughkeepsie. And, and that made me feel real good, but you know what made me feel even better than that personal achievement of mine? Was when I was 12 years old, that's when I began to play Little League Baseball, right here in Hopewell. And I played for Barkers, and that, that was a department store in Fishkill, and uh, has since closed down, but... The first year that I played, I played center field, and, and we went to the championship and won the championship when I was 12 years old. That gave me a greater sense of joy with, as a team, being a part of a team, than just a little plaque as an individual. And I think the same is true in your life. You can do, you can do some stuff on your own, but, but if you really want to make a, a big impact on people's lives, for God's sake, an eternal impact, it comes when we, we become a part of a team. And, and I'm so grateful for the teams that we have here. We call them dream team 
here at Valley Christian Church. And, and we want to help you to make a difference by finding a place to make an eternal impact. Just like I said, people walking in our building the first time, our host team smiling, good morning, great to see you, learning their names, calling them by name. You're ministering to people from the moment they get out of their car in the parking lot. We have so many teams, our host team, our, our Valley Kids teams, not, not just babysitting, but, but really teaching your kids. All three of my daughters grew up in this church, and they love Jesus, and it's because of Valley Kids. VSM, Valley Student Ministry. We have so many different opportunities uh, for really joining a dream team here at Valley Christian Church to make an eternal impact. See, Proverbs 11.25 puts it this way. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Uh, one of the things that's concerned me the most over, you know, since this pandemic began in 2020 was how many people, instead of looking outward to help others, turned inward. Pulled up the ladder, not thinking about anyone except me and mine. And that is a recipe for depression and disaster. All kinds of problems. When the Bible says, those who refresh others themselves will be refreshed. And that's what we hear over and over again all the time through our dream teamers that when they see someone's face go from this to this just by when they walk in the door and receive a greeting, they're refreshed as well when they look to refresh other people. Hey, how are you doing today? Man, I know you had, you mentioned to me last week, you had that doctor's appointment. How did that go? What did they say? How did that checkup go? You know, I'm still praying for you to get that job. You said you're looking for that job. Just refresh others. When we get our focus off of ourselves and we get it on refreshing others, the Bible says we ourselves are refreshed. Making an eternal impact as we join hands. See, here's the reality. One is too small a number to make a big difference. One is too small a number to make a big difference. One person by themselves, it, it's just not enough to make as multiplied, big, huge difference. You know, look at it even with our, our school supply drive for Sheaf Road. How much, just incredible amount of school supplies because we did it as a team, as a church family to get much greater impact than if you as an individual is like, I'm going to get some supplies together. Here's three pencils and eraser and four crayons uh, to Sheaf Road. Much, much bigger difference. One is too small a number to make a big difference. And God wants us to bear much fruit, make a big, big difference. Why we do all this? Well, we do all this because Jesus is coming back. I believe he's coming back sooner than he, it's sooner now than it's ever been. And, and, and what I want to hear, and I know what you want to hear, are these words of Jesus. Matthew 25, 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. He's talking about in eternity. What we do here on this earth in this life determines the responsibility and the reward we have in eternity. Enter into the joy of your Lord. We're going to be talking about this in detail in November as we continue kind of this unshakable theme, in November we're working on a series called Unshakable Future. 
And we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about the end times, the, the return of Jesus Christ. What's that going to look like personally? What does that look like for Christians? What does that look like for non-Christians? So we can really understand the time we're living in today because Jesus promised he's going to come back. He's going to return again. And this is what I want to hear. This is what I want you to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That'll be in November. You don't want to miss that, I, I guarantee you, as we talk about unshakable future. But this is our unshakable vision. Next week, we're going to talk about unshakable passion as we celebrate, really, what God has done through Valley Christian Church. And I invite you back next week. But right now, I just want to close in prayer. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the vision that you've given the Valley Christian Church. Lord, even expressed different ways, but starting in 1975. Lord, we're just going to celebrate with passion and joy the, the much fruit, the big fruit, the great fruit that has been produced, Lord, through your faithfulness to the Valley Christian Church family over the last 46 years. God, help us to remember the vision that you've given to us. Lord, that we're here to help other people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. And Lord, may we stay focused on our vision so that one day each and every one of us, as your children, will hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.